Welcome to a Pod Like a Hole Holiday Special 2020. Pour a little uh, rum, a little whiskey, and a little vodka into this eggnog. Perfect. Mm, a little chef's taste. Amazing. <laughs> My first guest. Oh, Mark, hey! Well, hello. Oh, man. I'm still going to wear my mask this whole time because, uh, you know, that's the, the right thing to do. Thank you. Um, Thank and I'll you. sit uh, no. over no, here, no, no. which I, is... Look at I've got this. Look Hold at this. on. I, I brought my bubbles. tape measure. I got bubbles for each of us. Okay. Look, just, just, nice. Hold on. Let me so just I'll get in this it. one. Here. All right. Hop. Just, just get cozy in there. That one's yours. It's like a Flaming Lips concert. Why does this smell like petroleum jelly in here? <laughs> Well, I did. I sanitized it, but then you got your own little vat of eggnog right there for you to enjoy. Ah, thank you. Uh, extra thank spicy. Thank you, Eric. Extra spicy. I'm I'm extra. so happy that uh, Heather was allowed you out of the attic tonight um, oh, in order to have guests over. Yes, yes, it was. It <laughs> really appreciate it. I yeah, I I basically had to buy her the whole fall Vogue catalog, but it's fine. Uh, welcome and look you you came you came dressed up you've got a you've got your tinsel on and and uh you know you got a, i haven't seen you in a while I got a little white on your beard um you know you definitely look festive ah thank you yes it, it, it i uh i'm really leaning into uh this this covid year by um really going gray and just letting it all go yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, just just like uh, you and me, uh, just ha hashing it out, having a conversation in the Zoom room while we wait for Steve to show up because he's always last. I think I see his car lights coming down the driveway now. Hey. Oh, welcome! Hey, welcome. I've I've been I've been knocking for minutes now. I don't <laughs> understand. What took you so long to get to the door? Oh, I was just ja um, I was just uh, jabbering over what, here. Has, has it been that long? I mean, I honestly, oh, good. You've got bubbles ready. Yep, get I've in. Got, uh, get in, get cozy. I, I know I, I brought my own bubble. I, I bought it at Grocery Outlet, but I'm sure it'll work. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> Steve, that's anyhow. just newspaper in a sphere. <laughs> well, it's paper mache. You know, well, well done. That's <laughs> impressive. I watched, you know, that, that episode of The X-Files with that guy lived under the stairs. He made nests, and I took notes. And here I am. Sure. And uh, I don't. I don't know if I've seen you guys since our last Xmas episode. I can't even remember anymore. It's been so long. It's uh. It's, well, it's, it's been such a, a strange, strange yeah. year. Let me, let me let me just roll over here by the fire. All right. You know. Oh, Eric's got a. This looks like a keg of whiskey. That's a very strange idea, but here we go. That's right. Hey, okay. get in there. Get in oh, there. You hold on. Let me take my my too. tongs. I've uh, I actually wrote a letter to Gavin Newsom, and he approves of everything we're doing tonight, and uh, we're we're good to go to record our podcast. So, you got the governor. He's okay off. with the fact that I built that fire just out of logs on my living room floor, and he, not. You'd be amazed. You'd be amazed. Now that people are just dying left and right because assholes can't control themselves and just wear masks, you'd be surprised at what else you can just do in the meantime. You can permit anything right now, That's if you want to. Uh, you know, Mark. Now's the time to build a staircase to the top of your your 
your house that you can uh, just land DeLorean on. It'll be fine. I know you've been thinking about that. Oh, man. That's the dream right there. Finally, <laughs> unveil the blueprints. They won't oh. even look at them. Roseville's – everybody at Roseville's working from home, and they're all just uh, – they're, they're, they're assholes now, more so than before. Bureaucracy, DMV jokes. Anyhow, what are we doing tonight? Oh, boy. <laughs> what are we doing? We're staying warm by the fire and enjoying, enjoying each other's company this, uh, this, winter, this winter eve. This winter eve. Uh, how's your how's your holidays going, fellas? Uh, I mean, not so good. I've uh, lost two family members to the typhoid. Um, Jen developed tuberculosis, uh, and we had to eat grandma as we passed past the Donner Trail. Um, things aren't looking so hot. No, things are fine. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> We've all been staring into the middle distance, well, wondering so where it, it all went bit. wrong. Was a, that was a bit. That was a bit. It was a bit. Okay. It was in my uh, great so bits dialogue. Your wife's not, she's not dead. She's, she's not um, a lunger. She's according not a to the authorities. According, yes, yes. This is being recorded. Yes, she is alive and well. That's, let's move on. I mean, the, pa- the, pass- the passion of your marriage is long since dead. <laughs> dead bedroom. No, she's fine. <laughs> uh, That's the saddest subreddit. I sleep, <laughs> I, I, sleep, I sleep across the hallway now. I snore too loud. It's, uh, that's what COVID's brought upon us. It's fine. Oh, it's, uh, my, my snoring has, has, has moved me to a couch many a night a week. So I'm, I'm yeah. there with you, brother. I've I've actually learned that my son's bedroom is the best bedroom in the house. I I kicked him out and he's in. He sleeps in my room. It's better that way. It's warmer. It, it's more. It's in his rooms in the middle of the house. It's warmer. Uh, it'd be he's foolish to go back to the the outer edges of the uh, chambers Larson home. Yeah, the West so, Wing as we call it. Yeah. Yeah. Too breezy. <laughs> well, sure. It's it's the holidays. We're celebrating, you know, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas. Um, but it's, there's another special day today just so happens to line up perfectly with co-host Steven's birthday and a merry, merry, happy birthday to you. Thank you. That was my only wish today was for us to talk and record tonight. Um, it's also my son's birthday. It's odd how that lines up. We had a nice day. I actually have to tell you both. We've had some good birthdays. You guys have come to, and, uh, uh, often, as I've gotten older, every, everything past 30 was when my wife planned it. And I, I would rather just not see anyone on my birthday. But she always was like, you know, don't be an asshole. Use this excuse to see your friends. And then we had a, then when our son was born on the same day as my birthday, I did, that's it. Everything goes out the window. Then I'm forced <laughs> to socialize. <laughs> yes. So the only good thing that's come out of COVID is the fact that today we could not have anyone over. It was just my parents, and that was it. So, there you go. There you go. Nice. There you uh, go. Thank you, thank you, COVID. I know I made the joke that uh, the mayor of uh, parties over here was uh, going to throw something that even his uh, Hollywood friends from back east, down south, would fly up because it would be the hottest scene since Coachella 2010. <laughs> the Hollywood vampires were booked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, Johnny Depp, he could probably use the money right now. Oh man, yeah, he's true. Well, speaking of could use the money, I mean, I don't know. I, I I sent you guys this. I'm I'm sure Johnny Depp might be cheaper than Shaggy Too Dope to wish <laughs> me a happy birthday today on Cameo. Oh boy. <laughs> Let's see, uh 
I'm not going to say it's the most wonderful gift I've ever gotten, but it's it's good. It's up there. That's fun. I think he calls you a piece of shit in that video too. Which Probably is so I mean, special. That's that's great. Exactly. <laughs> and apparently, apparently, the uh, a few friend of mutuals of ours they booked that today. I just love the fact that he was probably sitting there just, you know, playing uh, uh, Candy Crush on his phone. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go put my makeup on and you know, uh, get paid to, to record a <laughs> happy birthday video for three minutes. You got to wonder if he gets enough of those that he just he just does the makeup in the morning. Um, you know, I, I'd like to think more days than not, it, it, it ends up paying off that he has, you know, one or two. Well, I, I mean, I'm blessed and honored because uh, ICP had one of the greatest Christmas songs. Uh, Santa Claus is a fat bitch. Sure. And so, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. You can't. Uh, tis the season. Before I knew who they were, uh, I used to just troll the, the used rap section. And I saw that cover and I was like, oh, this is probably funny. And it was 99 cents and I bought the single. That was my introduction to ICP. And I believe it starts with Santa well, Claus, not- suck my balls. Drunk as fuck, getting down in the malls. I think is is, is the old poetry one. mal. Yeah, <laughs> it's poetry. Well, what are we going to talk about tonight, Eric? Well, let's. We're, we're you know, at your house. We're here. Yeah. You, know, you know what? I, I like nothing more than to have my friends over and just, you know, watch some flicks, pop some popcorn, sip on some drinks, and, and watch a movie. So I guess we better decide on something. So I thought we maybe go through our our um, our favorite Christmas movies. Well, we haven't we haven't done a top five in quite a long time. Can we it's do very, a top five for Christmas? Very true. It's very true. That's my birthday wish. All right, birthday boy. I would you're like gonna, you're gonna start this round. Let's do it. All right, Mark. Did you at least write down five movies in front of you somewhere? Uh, they're written on my hand, and all my hand basically says. I think it says something about uh, uh, Vergubas. I don't. I can't make it out. <laughs> all, right. all right, we're gonna fuck it. We're we'll do go, it live. We're gonna go by pod by, pod like a whole top five rules. That means if I pick something that you guys have in your list, we wait till it gets to your your thing. And let's let's be honest here. There's gonna be a ton of crossover tonight, so let's just let's just accept it now. My number five. And yes, listen, we understand that there's many Christmas movies, and it's oh so clever to say oh your favorite Christmas movies are. Christmas movies that might not be Christmas movies. That's going to happen a lot tonight. I'm sorry. That's, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. yeah. Some of my favorite movies happen to also be movies that have Christmas kind of in them. Uh, no, It's a Wonderful Life is good, but it's not on this list. Anyhow, my number five is Batman Returns. Excellent. Not on my list. It's on mine, of course. Okay. It's on mine. Uh, Where is it on yours? Do I got to wait? Uh... Shit, let's just talk about it now. Doesn't okay, just move, just move it down. Exactly. All right. So, Batman Returns, sequel to Bat- Tim Burton's Batman. And I just, you know, I saw that when I was uh, 12. When did it come out? 1992? Uh, yeah. 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 
and and and, and 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 Tim Burton really just he took all of the goodwill he had from the first movie and just cashed that check, man. Uh, you've got you've got Dane DeVito as a real human penguin. You've got my introduction, I think, to Christopher Walken as Max Shrek. Mm. You've got the wonderful colors in in and Danny Elfman's music is already Christmas esque when it's not Christmas, fitting perfectly. Yeah, and it's just a, it's a wonderful time. And I mean, all you're forgetting the uh, and Michelle Pfeiffer um, just swinging for the fences in a lifetime original movie performance, way above before its time. <laughs> she is she exactly is and, and, and to the but I was. I, I was trying to bring up things that might be Christmas-esque. To your point, Lifetime equals Hallmark. She go. really brought a very... And Hallmark has all the bad Christmas movies. She really went for it with her with her performance. And, uh, yeah, you, you just can't... That, that movie is a great uh, uh, superhero movie on its own, I think. But the extra Christmas-esque of it just is uh, another touch. And every once in a while... Michael Keaton has a little line that's subtly could be a double entendre, not sexually, but for what they're going through and also for the fact that it is the holidays. I, I, I love that movie. I concur. Um, you know, looking at my list, uh, I, I guess I'll save it for a little bit later in here, but uh, Tim Burton obviously has a fascination with Christmas. Um, and he'll be brought up again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll be brought up uh, two more times for me. Sorry. Um, but uh, having a superhero flick. Well, I mean, uh, Mark, this podcast started out as a Trent Reznor love fest. So we love spooky uh, black-haired eye shit. And even, even though old, old Tim lost his plot many years ago, he still did a lot of good work back in the olden days. So I'm not surprised. No, yeah, I still hold his. Uh, I mean, he had a string of films that were just, just absolute, you know, classics, just bangers. Um, but this film of Batman Returns and another superhero movie, um, directed by Shane Black, who himself also has a fascination for Christmas in the backdrop. We'll get you know, to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure we will. Bang bang. Um, but. Uh, Batman Returns, I would have to say, um, is one of my favorite Batman movies, if not my favorite in the Burton uh, trilogy. Well, duopoly, I guess, because, yeah, he didn't do any of the other. Let's just say the first four films were set necessarily in the same universe. And uh, the, the Batman Returns, I just... I. I go back to it a little bit more than I do. Batman 89 is great in its own respect, but Batman Returns is a little bit more fun um, and a little more wacky, even though it has uh, like some pretty dark themes throughout. Um, but having it uh, play against the backdrop of Christmas um, with that fucking crazy, speaking of psychopathic uh, clowns, um, this movie has quite a few of them. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's all I have to say For some reason, the penguin's got a circus uh, under his, uh, under his uh, control. Um, I mean, I just like, like Christopher Walken alone, yeah. that, so many amazing line deliveries. The whole... Tell that bitch to Bruce, leave the Kyle. 
and, and Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed like Batman? You know, that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and the part where he pushes Selena Kyle yeah. out the window and he does that laugh and he pauses and he shoves her. It, it's wonderful. Tell that bitch Selena Kyle. She tries that again. I'll push her out a higher window. Uh, <laughs> but one thing in particular uh, about that movie, obviously, um, it has connections to this podcast. Um, when I first read about uh, Batman Returns and some of the trivia when I did a rewatch later, uh, David Bowie was up for the, uh, uh, the possibility of being Max Shrek. Oh, that would be great. Which would have been an entirely different film. Um, but Christopher Walken, I feel, does steal the show. Danny oh, yeah. DeVito is just in top form, that French flipper trick. Um, and he basically... <laughs> yeah, exactly. He basically just turned that character into Frank from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah. Been playing these... <laughs> like a harp from hell! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do love that movie also. Watch that, I watch that. Go ahead, Aaron. No, no. Birthday Boy. I was going to say, and you watch all of that, and you think, oh, it's so cartoonish how he botches this whole election. And then I don't want to go down that road tonight, but honestly, it's, it's less ludicrous than what we've seen in reality lately. It's amazing. <laughs> our dear uh, our friend Seth, he sent me a meme of Giuliani. Uh, looking like old Oswald Gobblepot from this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, like it's like in the, in that movie, he gets busted but for saying terrible things about Americans, and they throw or Gothamites at least, and they throw rotten vegetables at him, and he and he gets disgraced. Trump did it, and they they put him up on a higher pillar. So it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't fucking make any sense. Um, I do I do love that movie as well, guys. It's not on my list. It is a Christmas movie, hundred percent. Um, I remember I, at a birthday party of mine, I, I took my friends to see the first Batman movie. Um, and then I was in Batman fever until the next one came out. I was obsessed. I loved, I loved the early, the early 90s, man. We all had it. Yeah. You could not escape it. it was, oh, yeah. The, the I, market, the, the, uh, I, I swear to God, the like, I, I think the Batman marketing blitz of the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, those was, guys. Yeah, it, they they they're still to this day living off whatever they were able to pull off back then. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I yeah, I was obsessed. I mean, the next Halloween, my friend was Batman and I was Robin for Halloween. It was uh... yeah, that checks out. <laughs> that, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> I actually love Robin. <laughs> Don't I, need to do the math on that one. Actually, I uh, there's somewhere I I, I have a uh, you know Robin's you know greater than you still got those shorts somewhere (laughs) those little peter pan shoes with the wings on them yeah they're (laughs) there's yeah yeah (laughs) it was a good halloween (laughs) Uh, we practiced fighting before (laughs) before we went out on the streets i just imagining your wife dressing batman i know exactly weird (laughs) oh god terrible Uh, it makes too much sense that's right adopt me batman yeah but anyways uh uh, (laughs) it was a good it was a good year uh anyways uh this one's great my my only gripe if there's any gripes it's that batman doesn't have any there's no arc to to bruce in this story um, it's all about the villains, but it, as it should be, it's their it's their piece. I mean, really, the the spotlight's on them the whole time. Um, and I do think Michael Keaton is is the best Bruce Wayne Batman. Um, I just you know it would be great if he had more to do. 
Um, yeah, yeah, but I mean, if you got a good script out there and you want to make a good movie out of it, what are you gonna do? Not do it because like the main guy isn't is uh, exciting in it, you know? No, I, I hear you. Wait, I, I I almost wish. I mean, for that you reason, can't, you I can't, wish you made a third one where <clears throat> you could kind of come full circle on on Bruce's arc. But yeah, uh, they couldn't have called it like Penguin Lives or something. It sure. just wouldn't have sold. No, so. no, no, no. I get it. I get it. But it, no, it's an absolute blast and. Uh, you definitely want to grab a grab a fur coat while you're watching it because you feel like you're in the you're in the cold the cold of Gotham winter. It's, it's great. Yeah. Like a heart from hell. So that was Mark and I's number five. What's yours? Mine is kind of a new one. Uh, a one I um, is it Jingle Jingle Jangle from Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> or is it uh, the the Dolly Dolly Parton's Christmas Square, which I didn't watch? Yeah, I'm not gonna no. judge you. <laughs> neither, neither. It's uh, I do enjoy a good comedy horror film, and this would be Krampus from a few years ago. Oh, uh, little, Never saw it. That had uh, Adam Scott. In it, Adam right? Scott. I'm a big Adam Scott fan. Oh, Adam, um, he's, he's the best. And if if gun to my head, I had to tell you why for some reason. There's a little, there's a little, there's a little bit. There's a little bit of a. A little bit of Mark Branstad. That's what I was going to say. Gun to my head. Yeah. He reminds me of my friend Mark. I think that's a, that's a big reason why I like him. Uh, <laughs> he's great. Well, he's, very, he's a very neurotic individual. But anyhow, Exactly. Exactly. Yes. His character, Ben Wyatt, on oh, uh, Parks and Rec, I was yeah. like, fuck, man. All the stories. Star how I come Wars off. Of- <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, so Krampus, it's... It's a, it's a, two families coming together. One's kind of like a more progressive family. And then the, you've got your, almost your uncle Eddie from, from uh, National Lampoon's vacation as David Keckner. his family comes in gun owners, uh, terrible parents, very right-wing conservatives. They butt heads. Yeah, Rand, Rand, Randy Quaid has already relocated to Canada by that point. So. Yeah. Uh, they butt heads, they go to sleep uh, with nothing but negative energy in the air. And that's what the Krampus monster feeds on. Um, you know, it's not terribly scary, and you know, it's probably, honestly, objectively, maybe a B minus C plus movie. But I really do enjoy it. It captures the awkwardness of the holidays, um, which, if I'm being honest, exist. And uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy the cast, and, and I enjoy a good little uh, bloody laugh. Not to mention some of the best creature design um, in modern horror, between the uh, evil Jack in the Box or the uh, angel ornament on the tree that comes alive like some diseased uh, owl. No, I, I've seen that movie, and I liked it. And I watched it on Netflix a few years ago, and it was fun. And those guys went to direct something bigger. What do they do next? Or what are they doing next? He did uh... oh, he did King of the Monsters. And I was a huge fan of the original Godzilla. And by original, I mean the... Uh, reboot that came out in 2017, 16? The Brian Cranston reboot, not yeah. the uh, Matthew Broderick reboot. Yeah, and that was directed by the guy that directed that troll movie, uh, Troll Hunters, um, that also directed Rogue One, that guy. Oh, Josh um, Trank or something, I think. No, not Josh Trank. Get out of here. Josh Trank's terrible. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, he is terrible. He was the one that was fired, actually, from making yeah. the Boba Fett movie. What's Garth his name? Edwards? Garth Edwards. Maybe? There it is. That yeah, Gareth or Garth. I think it's, yeah, it's I think it's Gareth Edwards. Or it's something. all it's 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 limey, whatever yeah. it is. And uh, no, King of the Monsters. My God, how have they botched that so much? They shoved 
almost all of the Godzilla monsters in one movie with modern special effects, and they blew it. But uh, Krampus, Krampus was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It's worth watching once. There you go. There you go. All right, Steve, four. Number four. <laughs> My number four. It might be on your guys' lists, and that everyone's going to expect, you know, the stretching the, the Christmas movie thing tonight. My number four is that old Christmas feel-good film, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh. <laughs> it's true. The it, backdrop of a Christmas it, movie. It didn't yeah. make it on either of your lists, did it? <laughs> uh, I wasn't stretching it that much. I was going right down the middle. Well, listen, somebody had to. And Eyes Wide Shut, it's a uh, Stanley Kubrick movie that I'm sure everyone's seen. And as Tom Cruise stumbles through, uh, what, is it supposed to be New York, but it was filmed in London, I think? Yeah, that's like right. That. That's yeah. right. As he stumbles through, trying to figure out, oh, my God, my wife thought about another man. Oh, my God, I'm going to go try and get into a sex cult. Oh, good God. Uh, in the background, <laughs> the entire time, is Christmas lights in the entire movie, if you watch it again. Notice it's it's Christmas trees, Christmas lights. It's not prominent. It's in the background. It's inside the shops he walks by. It's, uh, you know, at the end of the movie when, uh, what was that director that has a bit part in it? Uh, is it Sidney Pollack? Yeah. When he's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. When he's giving him the, when he's giving him the business, I think there's a Christmas tree in the back. Christmas is the backdrop, but it's not the focal point of the movie. But I love Eyes Wide Shut, and I use it as an excuse to bring it up tonight. Well, I, I love that movie. Merry yeah. Christmas, infidelity, eyes wide shut. And I, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, spoilers, at the end of the day, they kind of work things out. And what better holiday spirit is that than setting things aside and the fact that your husband tried to get into a sex cult and he was kind of a bitch about it and couldn't pull it off and he comes crawling back to you and you're like, all right, well, let's fuck. So mm, mm, Merry yeah. Christmas, everyone. In this in the in the year of Nexium, I uh I I think that's especially astute. Yeah, absolutely. Um does anybody need any more uh, eggnog? I can send the iRobot out. The, the I, I uh I kicked that little robot over here a okay. couple minutes ago. Okay, so good. yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you want to grab a beverage, you go for it. Uh Steve, I think you, you bring up a good point though. What, uh Fidelio? No, 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 no. The 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 aesthetics of Christmas. It, it is a feeling and it, you know, sometimes like Eyes Wide Shut, I think you could watch any time of the year and it wouldn't matter. But if you happen to be watching around Christmas, you're like, oh, and you just get, it feels maybe a, like there's maybe a layer of comfort to that uncomfortable movie <laughs> because of all the Christmas lights. Or maybe that makes it even more uncomfortable. I don't know. Like you can um, go either way with that. But yeah, no, yeah. that's a but I, good I, way to put it. I think that's, I think. I think that's good, and it's it's one of those things where if you watch a movie out of season, I mean that's really like the 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 the, the trial by fire for a, for a Christmas for a movie in general like that takes place during Christmas is does it hold up if you watch it out of out of season? And sometimes it really doesn't. Um, but uh, I don't. But yeah, yeah, I don't remember when it came out, but I did see it three times in the theater because I was quite a young person at that time. Sure. Right. Yeah. I saw Did you wear that. a mask to the theater? No, I saw I saw I saw that three times in the theater. I saw Requiem for a Dream three times in the theater. I saw Gangs of New York three times in the theater, and I saw Magnolia three times in the theater. All around that same time. Yeah, that very hell of a year for movies. I was really trying to prove something to somebody, and nobody was paying attention. 
Um, Two of those movies featured the hero, Tom Cruise. Sure. Yes. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so I, uh, the, the theta god. Yeah. If I really, right. if I really, if I really wanted to uh, follow it back, I bet you I could try to say Magnolia was a Christmas movie, but I won't. Uh, Mark, uh, eyes wide shut though. As the Tom Cruise super fan on the show, how do you, how do you feel about that flick? Oh, I love that flick. I think that was. Um, uh, no, I don't. I don't think that was the last time I really saw something that uh, Nicole Kidman was really great in. Um, the others, she was good in that. She the was others. very good in the others as well. But some of this modern stuff, I haven't really watched. Like Big Little Lies, um, I watched Bombshell the other night, which was okay. Um, I kind of felt that, like bomb, but you know, I watched Bombshell. Uh huh. And I kind of felt like you guys are um, almost. None, none of these people in this movie, like the, the 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 heroines in that film, they were still shitheads in real life. Oh, completely. Yeah, like, I know. You, quit, you don't try to make hair. Your your Megan Kelly analog. You fucking get out of here. Yeah, right. I hear you. I hear you. And especially in this last uh, election cycle, she was still pushing for the big guy. So oh, just everybody like, show they showed their colors real quick. The hell is going on here? Um, anyhow, um, uh, eyes wide shut. Uh, great, great, great movie. I love Stalin. Stanley Kubrick. Um, uh, it's got this weird just film texture to it in terms of it, it looks like you're watching the film through a gauze um, the whole time. Um, I think that was released in 99. Um, it was a great year for film. Maybe yeah, the year that or is year that or 2000. It was one of the two. One of the two. Yeah. I think it was 99. Um, and it was, that, I think it was the best year for film. That's our... Our aborted podcast I tried to make us do. Maybe we'll pick it up another time. <laughs> Movies of 1999. I don't yeah. care if Film Spotting did it. I want to do it too. But. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, but Eyes Wide Shut. It's magnifique. I, yeah. I, it's not my favorite Kubrick film, but it's certainly... I mean, he only made nine of them, but I mean, I'll, all of them are classic gems. But uh, that one I remember just getting just slayed by just how ridiculous it was, the premise, and how long it, it took but honestly, I think it's phenomenal. I love that movie. Uh, I, I love a movie that takes place all in one night or like a couple nights. You know, I, I feel like that one, right? Yeah, like it seems like that way. Yeah. That scene between Nicole Kidman when she tells Tom Cruise they're in the bedroom, they're both in their un- underwear, and she tells him that whole thing that kicks off like the, the slate of events. It's great acting on both, both parts. Sure. I mean, I, I'm sure it took him like 2,000 takes knowing Stanley Kubrick, but that that scene is is pretty pretty damn amazing. I do got to say to Eric's point, I love movies that take place in one day or one night. I love that 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 tension. Yeah, that's always yeah. a fun a, yeah. a fun style of film. I would. Uh, what was I going to say here? Oh, Big fan oh, of yeah. the Hangover. If it wasn't for Eyes Wide Shut, we wouldn't have had right. uh, the best mystical <laughs> music video uh, for Shake Your Ass which was a down south remake of going to the masked sex cult uh so there you go fun yeah speaking of which uh let's who goes next mark um so i flip-flop these because i just wanted to keep the uh, conversation moving. he flip-flops uh, talking head song. Yeah, I was going for a more like uh, Bob from the uh, Simpsons, but either way, <laughs> oh, that's right. When he was running for mayor. Yeah. Um. All right. Hey, now, Roomba, take a little bit of that eggnog away from Mark. Thank you. <laughs> Mark, go on. 
so I took this list as like Christmas movies that make me nostalgic for Christmas. And I started so Christmas with the cranks. Tell us all about it. <laughs> you know, Tim Allen, he's just really misunderstood right now. You guys <laughs> understand what man, especially white men are up against right now. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not sure. <laughs> Uh. All right, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> here we go. Um, back to one. Um, so I went with more of a nostalgic uh, piece where uh, I used to watch this every Christmas when I was a kid to the point where we recorded it. It wasn't necessarily a film that you would see in theaters. It was Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh, ah. shit. <laughs> I just watched that. I, I loved it as a kid, and I just watched it last week. Yeah. God. I I I I think we talked about it a little bit, and I'm sure that we'll talk about some form of Christmas Carol on this uh, this list tonight. Mm, yeah. I, I got really drunk at Steve's uh, Christmas get together last year, and so I don't remember. But it's coming back to me. I think we talked about Christmas specials, like we talked about Rankin and Bass and all that kind of stuff. Well, we and may I'm sure have, that we talked about give, this. Let's give Mickey's Christmas Carol its due again. But it does deserve another time in the it, spotlight. It, it, Mickey's Christmas Carol. I mean. Uh, I, I, as I know, we said last year, uh, the the Christmas Carol story is one of my favorite stories, and many people's. That was my introduction to it as a kid. It's it's worth bringing up. I love it. Yeah, it's, but it made fantastic. me like, of course, the Christmas specials, the Rankin and Bass that we you know talked about. But I always look forward to just watching Mickey's Christmas Carol um, as a big Disney fan. Uh, it was pretty much a, the only time of the year where you'd actually see like a Mickey Mouse cartoon on air. Um, He's never really been featured in a feature film ever. Um, it's always just been, you know, shorts. But Mickey's Christmas Carol is just it's fun. Brings you back to that that memory of being a kid and watching it. Um, you know, just getting really amped up for Christmas. Oh, right and Scrooge McDuck play, playing into his namesake. It's yeah, it's 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 perfect. It's great. Uh, I do remember Goofy the broadcast of that. I I had a I recorded it when it played and we would watch it every year because we had, we recorded it on our VHS player and it would start with a couple other shorts before it got to that. Like um, there was Donald duck with his snowball fight with the Huey, Dewey and Louie, which is fucking. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. That was amazing. Oh, I love that classic where he has like a pirate, like a ship made of ice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So good. And then the, the, uh, the chip and Dale, um, which by the way, uh, they're in the tree when Pluto's trying to get them. Yeah, that they're in the tree, and it, there's nothing more cozy than thinking your Christmas tree set up, and like Chip and Dale are just like have a little home behind your. Oh, I love that. Lo- any any so any good. yeah any any kind of short that has Chip and Dale is usually great. And, and yeah, they're just giving Pluto like a living hell. But that yeah. one in particular, as like Dale is walking along, strutting along inside the uh, the tree with the Christmas lights from the inside, how yeah. they were lit and animated. Man, magnifique, Warm, warm comfy like that's christmas aesthetics right there it's perfect absolutely um yeah that whole christmas special was something amazing and then of course it ended with mickey's christmas carol and uh yeah it's it'll always hold a special place in my heart i love that glad you brought it up mark yeah yeah it's on it's on disney plus and actually uh disney plus i don't watch nearly as much as i would like but there's a few things on there that I, i i like that i have access to and I, 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 I really, I milk a few sections of Disney Plus, but not a lot of it. Uh, 
and I really appreciate the holiday selection they have. Uh, I don't know if you guys have looked. They've got a lot of Christmas shit, which makes sense because it's Disney, right? Um, But be careful. If you look at any of the Disney sing-alongs, you're going to think, hey, yeah, it's going to be time to watch, you know, Beauty and the Beast and sing along. But then you're dealing with Ryan Seacrest for 20 minutes. And it's oh, that just, ain't going to work out. No, yeah, no, so, no. So. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, Ryan. Careful. Hard bye, pass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the, the, the Mickey Christmas Carol is a, it's a classic. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, that might be the first time I learned the Scrooge, too. I'm not sure. It probably was. I mean, that was my introduction as well. I mean, yeah, Scrooge McDuck, not Scrooge. Scrooge. Oh, but, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe both. Who knows? But yeah, yeah, that's uh, it, it's great. The animation's great. It's 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 perfect. It's a it's a, a wonderful little twenty twenty three minute film. I'm gonna watch that tomorrow. It's great. Uh, I will go ahead and follow that up with another Scrooge related thing. Uh, the movie Scrooged. Yeah, I knew that was going to be talked about. Yeah, it's not on my list. Um, I don't have as much. Uh, I think I've only watched it maybe a handful of times, but Bill Murray, anything that man is in, I'll, I'll give it a time of day. I love that no, movie it's too. It's definitely, it's on my, it's on my uh, uh, also rands, if you will. But uh, yeah, Eric, it's, it's great. It's another yeah. version of the Christmas Carol. Tell us yeah. all about it. Every, and, and we, all, we all love Bill Murray, even though he's gotten very, Bill Murray's been weirder than normal in, than he has in his lifetime like he's been bizarre since the turn of the century but uh yeah, yeah. scrooge was still back when he was kind of normal for as far as he goes <laughs> yeah and and uh i just love that it's like through a like chic 80s lens like manhattan 80s lens uh there's a great like you know bobcat goldthwait is like goes postal in that movie um uh, I, I really enjoy, uh, you, I think you got Buster Point Dexter in there somewhere. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I love the little fake trailer for his big Christmas movie he's working on, which is like uh, uh, like Santa with a machine gun shooting down, you know, elves or whatever. There, there's a lot of funny dark comedy moments in it. Um, and like, uh, I think even Miles Davis shows up playing trumpet on the streets in one of the last kind of filmed moments of Miles Davis' life. So that's 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 pretty special too. Um, so yeah, Scrooge, good. And and uh, that was kind of like my uh, fill-in for A Christmas Carol because uh, I always liked the story of The Christmas Carol, but I don't know anybody that likes it more than Steve. And I'm sure it'll come up at some point on this list. And uh, Steve definitely enhanced my appreciation of just the Scrooge story in general, so. Well, thank you for that. I, I don't, you know, I think a lot of people like Christmas Carol, but it's easy to love the story of a Christmas Carol. Like, a shithead learns to be better. That's fun. Exactly. It's, Visited it's, by the guilt of his past yeah. and his present. And then, like, if he fucks up more, he's going to see this really bad version of the future. It's, it's a fucking moral tale that a lot of people need to take a long, hard look at. Yeah. And I, I like I like I like the fact that like so many shows and movies and just uh, comics and whatever have adapted it because it's that easy. But uh, you know, there's a Star Trek version of it. There's a a, a comic book version of it. Uh, dozens of them, the Goon comic, uh, and uh, many movies. But speaking about Scrooge in general, I mean, let's just think. While while you were talking, yeah, you reminded me, Eric. 
We used to, yeah, this will be the third time or the fourth time we brought up the guy, a Buster Poindexter on this show. <laughs> yeah. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Yeah, he always, he always pops up. But Scrooge had a, a great cast, a lot of like weird like pop-ups of just people you wouldn't expect. For one, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait was pretty uh, pretty big in it as the guy that was going postal and everyone. Yeah. Uh, Carol Kane. I'm a Carol Kane fan. Oh, she's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, Kitty she, Schmidt. Yeah. She's, yeah she's she awesome. reminds me of a, let's not say her name, but she reminds me of a coworker we used to have. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, man. Yeah, don't, don't forget Robert Mitchum pops up in that oh, one. Oh, yeah. Robert Mitchum's in it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm doing uh, my Deep Space Nine run through. And uh, since uh, the movie First Contact takes place between seasons four and five, I was able to enjoy the acting stylings of Alfre Woodard. She's also in Scrooge. Uh, Robert Goulet's in Scrooge. Oh, yes, he is. Buddy Hackett, <laughs> Lee Majors. Don't forget Brian Murray is in that one as well. Uh, Brian yeah, Doyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brian Do- yeah exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's awesome. a strange, fun movie. Yeah. Even even Regina King, fan, uh, friend of the show, Regina King has a part oh, yeah. in that film. She's awesome. In terms of uh, brother actors, uh, Brian Doyle Mur- Murray, uh, he's he's up there. I mean, he's oh, definitely yeah. not a Jim Belushi or a Clint Howard. He's he's definitely he's got the goods. He's yeah. He's or, he's earned his yeah. <laughs> the before the before mentioned Randy Quaid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's Randy Quaid up to? Let me check Twitter. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, don't do that. And don't do that on your work computer, please. Don't Google Randy Quaid bananas. By the way. Just, just don't. There's a picture of him naked with a uh, bunch of I've, I've seen it. Strode over his junk. <laughs> yeah. Old Cousin Eddie. He's uh, been sitting in that RV too long. All right, so whose turn is it? Uh, that brings us back to you, Steve. For All right. Three. We want to get really cliched here. Uh, do you guys want to talk about Die Hard? Always. Let's do it. I mean, it's not on my list, but let's let's go ahead and talk. All about right, it. it's it's in everybody, you know, in the age of the internet, there's the whole like, oh man, my favorite movie is Die Hard. When it comes to Christmas, <laughs> you get it because you don't think of it, but really, it's a Christmas movie. All right, I, I, that, that is annoying. I understand, but Die Hard is such a great action movie, and I gotta say, Christmas has a lot to do with it. That you got to put it on the list, and. I don't think it's controversial to say that Die Hard's a great film. I mean, you guys both love it, right? Oh, love, yeah. It's, 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 it's no a question. Template. No question. It's a template for most action movies that came after it. it it's phenomenal. I love yeah, that it's movie. A, written by Shane Black, who loves Christmas, and uh, directed by John McTiernan, who's directed quite a few good action movies, um, including uh, the original Predator. Um, but Die Hard's just great. Uh, it's just... I, I like it for a variety of reasons. For one, it's just a good film, so you got that. Uh, another reason I like it, though, is that it was one of the first uh, R movies I got to see as a kid. I saw that before I should be seeing it. That's always fun, um, and I'm sure a lot of us are in that bucket. That's in there with your with your Terminators and your Commandos, and you're like, how whoa whoa how did I how am I seeing this? I'm only ten, but uh, there's blood <laughs> everywhere, you know. And just Bruce Willis in it, I, I, I just, you know, there's so many just, you know, welcome to the party, pal, and now I have a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. There's just so many, and, and all the, the dialogue between him and uh, the dad from Phantom Matters. You know, Reginald Vell Johnson. Oh, yeah. Exactly. 
Uh, there's a lot of great dialogue in it. And all of that dialogue and that guys trying to just get through this thing together has that feeling of just togetherness of the holidays. Even if you were to strip out the fact that it's a holiday party and that, that uh, there is a, a you know Argyle driving the limousines wearing a Santa hat. Listening <laughs> to Run DMC's Christmas and Hollis. Exactly. exactly, yeah. Take all that away. But still, the relationship that he forms with uh, Reginald um, via, you know, uh, just uh, walkie-talkies as they're trying to get through this thing, it has that, you know, spirit of togetherness and to, you know, just trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And I, I just, I, it's, it's, it's cliche to say that's one of your favorite Christmas movies. I'm not saying it's my favorite, but it's on the list. I love Die Hard. I'm Who glad doesn't? you put it on your list. I, 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 I probably... I, I definitely almost did, and then I was like, somebody else is going to talk about it, and I can't wait. Uh, I, I mean, Die Hard's great. Um, you know, it's my it's my wife's favorite Christmas movie, for sure. We watch it almost every year. Um, I have a fond memory, actually, Stephen, of probably the last year before, like, if you go back before you moved to San Francisco, the last winter before you moved, you had people over to watch it. And uh, I, I remember it being a, just an awesome time. Like it was a, it was a, it was a drunken viewing. It was pretty raucous, but we, but we enjoyed every moment of that. And it was like a, it was like going to Rocky Horror Picture Show or something, calling out lines and everything. It was, it was a good time. It was fun. Um, it's, a, it's a good movie for that. I've seen that a few times in theaters. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. throwback showings. My favorite one being at the, uh, the Castro Theater in San Francisco it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I. Uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. We have we have the we have the uh, USAOopoly, uh, which is the company that makes these board games, and we have the Die Hard board game, which is a lot of fun. Also, uh, yeah, we're 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 pretty pretty super fans over here. It's 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 fantastic. R.I.P. Alan Rickman. It's a yeah. great movie, and I would say that they're you're right. If if you took out just the fact that they're at a Christmas party the connection that he makes with Reginald and the fact that he's like basically in this mess because he's trying to bring his family back together. Like that whole thing gives it, makes it a Christmas movie. Uh, so yeah, solid. Uh, Mark, do you have any dissenting opinions about Die Hard or do you agree? I, I agree with your sentiment of it being a Christmas movie. I mean, uh, essentially for the reasons that Eric outlined, um, I mean, those first three Die Hard films um, are absolute beasts. Um, some people think that Die Hard 2 was just a retread of Die Hard 1, where now they're nope. in the airport, but I, I still think that it's still a classic movie. With- no, it's great. still worth watching. It's great. not It's, it's not as good It's not as good as 3. Ray but- Harlan did that one, I think. Yeah, and yeah. It, he did. And what I love about Part 2 is it's very, very early, mid-'90s action movie to the max. Like it, it takes almost like this lethal weapon feel to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And it's got like all of these like muted blue colors and it's, it's got just, snowmobiles. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's got uh, Bill Paxton doing karate and naked in a hotel. Not Bill Paxton. You got Bill Sadler. Well, Bill Sadler. I'm sorry. I always do that. Bill Sadler. Bill Paxton. I, I just well, got. Bill Sadler was death from Bill and Ted. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah Bill. Was. Bill Sadler was death, and then Bill. Paxton is dead, so oh, that's you know, that's, yeah, that's true. I mean, game yeah. over for him, right? Oh God, that's <laughs> fucking cold. That's too he's a he's a he's a friend of the show. I'm sorry, yeah, but he's still. a friend of the show. <laughs> I'm glad I uh, threw a groaner in there for you guys. Um, but uh, uh, and then Die Hard Three.
<laughs> uh, so we we've talked about Batman Returns, sure, and still sticking with the uh, kind of the the Tim Burton and uh, Disney hybrid. It would be Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, some would say it could be a Halloween uh, pick as well, but uh, you know the the. It's more prevalent in in being in the holiday spirit. I've I've always thought it was more of a Christmas movie. Me too. Only because the whole story is about him discovering Christmas, and that's the catalyst for things changing. Yeah, Halloween is the yeah. uh, opening, and then right, and then Christmas is kind of the the rest of the movie. So yeah, I mean, and Disney has confused the two. So whenever um, Halloween rolls around, they just go ahead and start to barrel in the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay on the Haunted Mansion, um, so which is a great. Basically... I've I've seen both. I do prefer the yeah. normal one, but it is fun oh, to me see too. that. It is fun. To oh see sure, the, uh... it's fun to see it, but I think it should be more for the Christmas season rather than the Halloween season. But right. that's just me and me and me and Ryan Gosling actually agree on this. Um, if you uh, get, get gauze on the on this podcast, Mark. I mean, I, I I've been trying. Yeah. I've been trying. I mean, me and gauze, we uh, we go to the same barber. Right. Um. Anyhow, I mean, I also it, it, I'm fascinated by the fact that both me and Eric are kids. Um, when they heard the soundtrack, they became absolutely enamored with it. Um, especially I think our both of our sons mm-hmm. um, and it almost hit at the same age that I mean Eric, Lennox is I think five or six years older than Jack right. is right and so but it is interesting that they both just really glommed onto it um, even though there's elements that can be considered a little spooky for for young kids in that film it just also takes me back to um, the whole stop motion animation. It's just really well done. I remember watching that in the theaters um, and my dad just turned to, like, to the family after we watched and was like, Welcome well, that was something um, because, you know, it's my dad. He's a Philistine. Um, exactly. But I was just like, that was pretty damn awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean. Little did he know that movie would turn his son into a gay I mean, it's true. Uh, gay for goth, I guess, is what you'd say. Just the dark elements uh, and the shadows have called to me since that day. Um, that is my uh, walking into the alley origin story, I guess. Yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. It's it's up there. It's a, it's, yeah. it's a good one. Actually, I mean, if I was really being honest with myself, I would have put it. I would have at least replaced Krampus. <laughs> and you, with, and, with and you never and you never are. No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, but you look yeah, in the mirror and you just hate what you see. It Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, one day, I hope your Christmas gift to yourself and your family is just telling the truth. <laughs> Told the truth. Yes, I understand. Uh, uh, Night Before Christmas, though, I did see it in the theaters uh, as well, and it, 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 I was like a seventh grader or something, and uh, thinking I was too too cool for animated movies, but I was still blown away by it, and I and I bought it as soon as it came out, and probably watched it every year since, and um, 
It's great. I, apparently, that one has the that was with a bit of a falling out between Danny Elfman and Tim Burton. Um, I don't know the story behind that, but I. I'm sure it's on that Netflix show that I haven't watched yet. Um, yeah, I was going to say, have oh, you guys watched right. that yet? That uh, Holiday Movies That Made Us, where I think yeah. it talks about this movie and uh, Home Alone. Yeah, I was hoping, I was hoping yeah. there'd be more. They already uh, talked I about like Home that Alone. Series. Thought, yeah. They did talk, no, no, they did, uh, it's uh, that and Elf. But Elf, Elf, that's so right. So the Holiday Movies That Made Us, they only put those two out, uh, Elf and Nightmare Before Christmas. The movies that made us, you can do, you can go watch about Home Alone. That's right. And the whole like toys that made us, movies that made us, it's a Netflix series that is just, it's total just slapped together nostalgia candy. But I like them. I I, I enjoy watching those. I I, they do a good enough job for me. That's that's what I think. Yeah. Um, And yeah, no, Nightmare for Christmas is great. First time I watched it was, um, it was a sick day in eighth grade, I think. Uh, I don't know if the, the timeline tracks, but I feel like it does. And the teacher, the sick day was the teacher. And he was, the, the substitute just said, hey, watch this. And so we watched it. And uh, yeah, it probably had something to do with my, that was around the time I was getting into Nine Snails. So all the all the bad fashion choices to come probably might have stemmed from that. I'm not sure. Uh, I, was, I was already a Tim Burton guy. I liked Edward Scissorhands and Batman Returns, so. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I've watched that with my kids, and uh, Towns has uh, enjoyed it, and I, I think that it, it 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 really a lot of Disney movies since uh, they never they, they they would never hedge that close to uh, the edge, if you will. Right, and, and they didn't even was... release it under Disney; they released it under Touchstone. Touchstone, exactly. Yeah. But he, he, even the fact that they still like accept a lot of it now just seems interesting to me, and that's probably just because of how popular it became. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was Tim Burton's Nightmare for Christmas, but still, it was a, it was really a, was it Henry Selick is that his name? I think so. Yeah, I think he directed it actually. He did and that. He, James and the Giant Peach. Yeah. And, he did the uh, stop motion on a Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. There you yeah, go. He did. Yeah. So one thing. One thing about Nightmare Before Christmas that I remember, and this is this is kind of a deep cut, but as a kid, I was a massive, and you may you may chalk this up to my uh, Robin fetish as well, but I was a massive Pee Wee's Playhouse fan. Um, oh, I sure. Yeah. Always loved it. And in, 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 even in my adult rewatchings, I think it's genius. And uh, Paul Rubens was a voice of a character. And I always remember that it was his first, even as a kid, I noticed that I, I think I had read something that was like his comeback. Like he did a voice of a character was his first thing after getting caught within the, the porn theater. <laughs> well, uh, same with uh, him showing up in Batman Returns as right. Oswald Cobblepot's yeah. dad. That's right. Oh yeah, go watch, go watch your show. I'll bring it to you. And then, and then of course Catherine O'Hara is uh, phenomenal in that in that as well. She right. plays the voice of Sally yeah. and uh, one of the other three shitheads um, yeah. that kidnapped Santa Claus. It's <laughs> great. Uh, so that brings us to, uh, I guess me, and that would be Home Alone. It's not on my list, but, uh, it is an all-timer. It's in my, it's in my, uh, my also-rans, my runner-ups. 
And I think we talked about it in our last uh, holiday get together. My, you are, my you're right. You're right. Let me, let me just say that. No, let, it, let's bring it up again. Because here, here, tell you what, I watched Home Alone 2 again tonight. I watched Home Alone 1 three times this week. I watched Home Alone 2 the week before that. And this house, uh, Towns, calls it Mom Alone for some reason. Mom, yeah. I'm, I'm never going to change that. That sounds yeah. like a Japanese horror film. <laughs> <laughs> and that movie has a big part of my heart, too. So let's, let's talk about it again. Who cares? Well, I, I think, I th- you know, I think it's the diehard of the uh, John Hughes suburban Chicago set. Uh, it it's got a great cast you know listen you got your john hurd you got your Catherine o'hare as the parents macaulay culkin's adorable um you got traps you've got violence you've got some bugs bunny ass fucking physical comedy can but i really interrupt you? it's can just I, joe pesh I... it's joe pesh and, and uh daniel stern on fucking fire for two hours that's that, that's that hold that's... <laughs> hold yeah. hold that thought we're gonna come right back to that that was what i was gonna say that i forgot about didn't Catherine O'Hara, didn't we just talk about how she did a voice nightmare for Christmas? We sure did. Welcome I was going to bring pal. up that I don't know if these kids are looking for attention on the internet or some shit, but there was some meme going around saying, oh my God, did you realize that moment you realized the mom from Schitt's Creek was the mom from Home Alone? And I was like, who the fuck doesn't realize that? I know. Everybody, fucking everyone stupid. knows that. It's also the mom from... It's yeah, also exactly. The from, it's also the mom from Beetlejuice. Quit, quit yeah. trolling for She's clicks. She's fucking iconic. Right. Yeah. That is, yeah. Catherine yeah. O'Hara. That's not a meme. Anybody that away. shares yeah, that exactly. meme can go fucking fuck themselves. It's it's stupid. Yeah. She's earned she her didn't, place. Exactly. She didn't come out of nowhere. There wasn't a big gap between what she did. No. Uh, between. Schitt's Creek is a magnifique, by the way. Oh yeah. That's, that's, oh, it's, what it's, I'm told by you guys, my wife, and everybody else. It's fantastic. Schitt's Creek, the Christopher Guest movies, Home Alone, Beetlejuice, SCTV, whatever else. She's been awesome for like 40 years. Her and the music that her and Eugene Levy create is just something else. Those two know what they're doing. they're two instruments in a symphony. And Dan, Dan Levy is oh, a, is a comic genius as well. I, I'm telling you, that yeah. show is probably one of the better shows that I've ever seen. It was. Um, a, it was I a will get to it. I, 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 wow. I, I, I keep hearing similar things. I'll get around to it. But I mean, get Steve, it, I think you'll put it in the Parks and Rec kind of like comfy sitcom file. It's, it's. It, I it, love that shit. It feels yeah. good, and you're gonna laugh, and it's smart, and you're never gonna feel like it's playing down to you. It's, it's good stuff. I cried quite a few times on that fucking show, and <laughs> yeah. laughed like within the next scene. It was. That's just, not. That's not saying much. I, uh, I know. I cry at Tide commercials for crying out loud. <laughs> um, One thing I do like is that Steve, Steve, and I both texted each other around the same time, realizing that the Home Alone house would never like the way it's decorated only looks good at Christmas. If you like walked in the yeah, house. Exactly. The summer, do they, do they, yeah. do, so that was they, intentional. That yeah. was, There's two things oh, yeah. here from what I do real conversation. I'm trying to get it back in course. We got to go back to Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci, but since you yeah. brought it up, Eric. Yeah. So do they always have their house looking like that? Or do they really just really, when it comes time to do decorate Christmas, yeah. Hey, they re wallpaper. Yeah. They, they, all their chandeliers are redone with the uh, light bulbs. Look like for Christmas. a Christmas that they weren't even going to be around for because they're going to Paris. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing. What kind of weird bullshit is that? Going on vacation for Christmas to somewhere else? Yeah, it seems insane to me. And then they uh, did it again, <laughs> going to lost in New York. 
yeah, I think I mean, it's a stylistic feel- choice, but I do it. It just makes the movie look look like Christmas and feel like Christmas. But uh, walk into that house in July. And it looked look like garbage. Absolutely. Every rich parent, and by the way, in the 80s, always worked in marketing or advertising. It's true. It's true. God, you notice yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Gill. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of those Albert Brooks movies, yeah. Everyone's in advertising in those fucking true. late 80s, early 90s films. Yeah. I got to make this. I just got to get the right <laughs> idea for this commercial. And then the kid does something funny. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, then, and, then they, and then they mine that for six years on Mad Men. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, but, but yeah, Joe Pesci, uh, just with his gold tooth, and then Daniel Stern being like the lanky little uh, sidekick. Marv. It turns into a Harry Wiley and Coyote and 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 uh, you know Roadrunner cartoon for the last hour, and I'm all for it. It's. It, but I tell I do you, when laugh. we were kids, though that's like catnip for us like oh, yeah. trying to think of like little traps and like little oh, booby God. things that we can do yeah and I, my, my kids yeah. seen those movies talks about making <laughs> traps and protecting yeah. the house he loves that fucking shit exactly and he gets so he he just turned five today and man he go fawz at that movie that movie is just for kids <laughs> guys getting hit in the the head with a pipe and then slipping <laughs> in paint it's just it is something else. <laughs> I, I have to give myself a couple years between watchings, but every time I do, I just every time they up the ante on the the just psychotic violence against the the, the little petty thieves, exactly. I just howl. I howl laughter. <laughs> like in, in Home Alone two, like oh, literally there would have been a murder. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no reason yeah, he could have just got away. Like he, he lures them into a death trap. And then the second- <laughs> exactly. it's, a, it's a death house. He takes them there after he got away once. And by the way, the way he got away was he grabbed a woman's ass. Yeah. And then she turned around and thought that the two criminals did it and punched them in the face. And that's how he gets away. And he, and he yeah. goes and he watches the symphony with the homeless woman and then decides, you know what? I'm going to go to my uncle's you mean house Pierce Morgan? renovated and lure yeah. them there. Yes. Yeah, Pierce Morgan apparently came out and said, I'm not that lady. <laughs> he actually had to go on the record <laughs> to let people know I'm not that woman. Well, you know, also, you know, JFK Jr. also might still be alive. It's the same kind of thing. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but good choice. Home Alone. Uh, sure. I, I never saw three or four. Uh so number three or number two, I guess that brings us to you, Steve. What's your number two? My number two. Um, number two. My number two. Another. Another. This now. This one. If you look at the cover of it, it looks like a Christmas movie. And it was my number one, but I wanted to go traditional for my number one. My number two is Gremlins. It was my number two as well. We're going to have to wait on this. Okay. Okay. I love that. That, that. that makes me, we have a terrible lie situation here, folks. That's right. Long time listeners right. will get what that means. Keep going. All right. Mark, what's wait, your wait, number? So that, wait, that was oh, wait. my number two. And that yeah. was Mark's number two. Oh, okay. 
and that's Eric's number one. Eric, what's your what's your number? Oh yeah, two? <laughs> I guess it comes back to me. Uh, so I I love all the Shane Black talk earlier. I mean, the the man writes action movies. He loves himself some Christmas. You got your diehards. You've got your Lethal Weapon, and I will say Lethal Weapon one could have been on this list. It's so good. I do really enjoy it. But you also got Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man three, um, but. Somehow, Long Kiss Goodnight has fallen into my repertoire of Christmas, Christmas <laughs> you know, movies. I, I giggled at myself right now, but also I don't blame you. Yeah, I, you know I've never seen it. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And it, so, wait a minute, Long Kiss Good uh, Goodnight was Shane Black. I always thought that was Rennie Harlan again. Maybe no, Rennie Harlan directed it. Shane Black wrote it. There you go. Shane Black wrote it, okay. but but he also wrote and not always directed. The other movies in this yeah no I, yeah yep, yeah yep yep um, Rennie Harlan did direct it he was married to Gina Davis at the time so he gave her the leading role and it is a weird role for Gina Davis I wouldn't you know because the idea is like she was like this uh, assassin that goes into witness protection and loses her memory after an accident and then uh, gets in an accident and gets her memory back and uh, it gets a little weird because she's like a like a winter princess in her little town um and meanwhile uh sam jackson is a private detective um who's basically her like his job is to find her and and keep her safe once everybody realizes that her cover has been blown um there's a ton of christmas in it um in fact uh, and there's a one of the great uh explosion scenes of people falling into a frozen lake ever done um but if you like sam jackson uh very early sam jackson just on fire for an entire movie uh this is your movie and and gina davis is great in it i i've never seen her like this character cold kind of uh asshole um and but she's awesome in it and uh i really do like this and i showed it to my wife and she did not care for it but I do stand by Long Kiss Goodnight. I wouldn't put it in my top five, but I think everybody should give it a chance. It's good. It's snowy. Uh, Sam Jackson's fun. A lot of good one-liners. Uh, Gina Davis is funny. She's kicking ass. In the early 90s, there wasn't a lot of uh, action heroines, so that was pretty fun. Yeah. And also, uh, Gina Davis was easy on the eyes back then. You know what? She still is. Always has been. Always Absolutely. Been. I mean, yeah. uh, not, not to, uh, that it matters. But turn still. into the bleacher reporter or anything but, like that yeah. over here, but oh. she's uh, she's a very attractive woman. Yes. Yeah. It all it all put it all together. You got yourself a good Christmas stew there, and I know it was a big flop, but you know, sometimes those movies that are notorious flops, you go back and watch them, and they aren't nearly as bad as their reputation is. Uh, Long Kiss Goodnight is one of them. Maybe the postman. Give that a shot again. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Cutthroat anyway. Island. No, Cutthroat Island's not, not good. But uh, I mean, when's the last time you watched the Postman? It's got Tom Petty in it. Come on. Sure, sure. Um, but I do recommend Long Kiss Goodnight. Um, yeah. So that's that's my number two. Okay, so that was your number two, and that was our. How many? Was our how many two. Shane? How many Shane Blacks did we do tonight? We did Die Hard, Long Kiss Goodnight. I guess that was it. Did we do Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? 
I did, I mentioned it, but we did not discuss it. And it's okay. It, so honorable mention. Yeah. I mean, honor honorable meant before our number. Now I I know what I've isolated what our number ones are, but um. Or I actually have I Eric. What's your number one? Well, because we couldn't talk about Gremlins, I think you know. Okay, Mark. What's your number one? My number one is Edward Scissorhands. Ah. Good. All right. So we, our, I know what our top three, our next three are going to be now. Before we move on, let's do an honorable Shane Black moment, though. So Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Long Kiss Goodnight, Die Hard, Iron Man 3. Uh, Was the Nice Guys in Christmas? Uh, the Nice Guys did have Christmas moments in it. Um, that's, I think that's, that's a great movie. There might be more, but... Shane Black perfected that shit. He got that guy was able to. Yes, I know it was a bad word, Towns. He was able to. Uh, he would take any storyline and he would organically put Christmas in it. I don't know how he did it, but uh, Lethal Weapon two. Uh, and what I mean by that is like Lethal Weapon one and actually, I meant Lethal Weapon two as yeah, Lethal Weapon. But was Lethal Weapon one or two at Christmas? One is because like the opening scene with uh, you have like a girl like doing a bunch of blow and then falling out of a hotel room with a Christmas song playing. And then it cuts to Mel Gibson in a Christmas tree lot as he's like undercover and goes nuts on those guys. Yeah. Shane Black's never met a, a movie. He can't write that he doesn't want to shove Christmas. in. Yeah. He loves it. <laughs> and if you're not going to watch the die hard, I think the one that would be second on my list is kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Oh, it's so mainly for the scene where Robert Downey Jr. is taking a piss and then glances to the, the the side and sees a dead man's in the uh, in the bathtub, and he's so startled he 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 jumps and he pisses on the dead man. It's uh, <laughs> uh you know, when I say it out loud, it sounds kind of juvenile, but man, when you watch it in action, it's uh, comedic timing perfection. It also has a friend of the show, Michelle Monahan. Hello, nurse. Uh, um, <laughs> true detective. True detective. Uh, yeah, yeah. That uh... I'll always know her as uh, Ethan Hunt's wife. That's right. Sure, sure. that's right. Um, All right. So the top now, our our number ones are a merge of uh, number ones and twos. All right. What's your number? Uh, so what's your number one, Steve? I, I I'm saving my number one for the last. I'm I'm gonna. All right. You go last. Trick. You go last. Uh, so since we all like Gremlins. I'll go first for the number run around. Okay, Gremlins. Since there's no spoilies, uh, I'll go first. Gremlins. You know, hey, listen, it's uh, it's about gift giving, father giving a son a gift, a pet. I mean, listen, is there a better gift than a pet? Because it's the gift that keeps on giving. You love something, you put so much effort, um, so much caring into it, and um, and that's and that's and that's Gizmo, the most adorable Mogwai ever, um, until you fuck it up. And you create a chaotic uh, force known as Gremlins. And uh, listen, I don't have to say it. I mean, we all we all love those movies. They're fantastic. We all love the Nick Let's Go song, Gremlins Three. I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's Gremlins time. It's Gremlins time. The 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 lineage carries carries on, but the movie itself is steeped in Christmas. Uh, half the deaths are Christmas related, whether it's being choked mm -hmm. by Christmas lights or. You know, burning up in a christmas tree i mean it's there somebody making or a, grim, a gremlin like driving at you on a toy train with an axe in his hand yeah. you know <laughs> or like in a mall where they're selling christmas toys in a barbie ferrari yeah it's 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 amazing 
Um, you got Phoebe I, Cates, just a story about Santa Claus getting stuck in a fucking oh, chimney, but it was her dad. That's one of the dark, no. the best. If 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 you had to like pull up a moment of of cinema, of dark comedy, it would be that. And it's like this just beautifully executed dramatic monologue about you know her dad going missing because he dressed up like Santa and tried to go to the chimney and died in there. <laughs> it's fucked up. No, I mean it's I, I so just, good. The way that movie starts, just with the whole the Mogwai being bought thing and the Santa baby, please come home. Like Santa, uh, you know, baby, please come home. Christmas, baby, please come home. Any version of that song, I love. And it starts with that. And it kind of has a, uh, I don't know if it's filmed in the same lot, but it has a very uh, Back to the Future, was that Hill Valley vibe to it? Yeah, they may have used the same town yeah. center sure which works perfect for christmas that that aesthetic and you know just you know the movie doesn't bring up christmas a lot it's just shrouded in, in besides the santa story but there's people popping out of there's gremlins popping out of presents there's people getting wrapped in uh, the lights but at the end of the day everybody teams up and tries to make things work and it just has a good christmas vibe to it i would say and there's I, I there's just, a re very real feeling in that movie where the school lets out for Christmas break. Um, and, you know, everybody's happy there. Christmas, but, but the, the science teacher stays back to do his experiments on this, these gremlin eggs. <laughs> and it's like that feeling as a kid is like, what happens to your school when nobody's in there anymore? And Corey Feldman goes back. Mm -hmm. I think they, they capture a real fun feeling with that one. Like, I, I don't know on our list of movies tonight, you might say like, Whoa, you guys are all like over the place. Some movies are way more Christmassy than others. Well, yeah. What we're saying tonight is these movies that might tangentially touch Christmas are our favorites for other reasons. And for me, in the case of Gremlins, besides the fact that I think it really holds up, Joe Dante kicked ass making that movie produced by Steven Spielberg. Um, I <laughs> uh, Nostalgia is a running theme on our show and many other podcasts, believe it or not. But... My parents took me and fucking saw that thing when it first came out. And I was like four, I think. And um, I don't know. I think I was too young. I think that really messed me up. I'm not sure. Uh, that was too young to see Gremlins. But I've loved the movie ever since I was a kid because of that. Yeah. yeah. And you I'm right there with you, man. That yeah, movie was blur. like pretty traumatizing towards the end. It, like you had Gremlins and you also had Critters. Uh, <laughs> and you had the don't Ghoulies. Forget the, don't forget the Ghoulies. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That fucking thing from the toilet. If we want to get, if we, if we want to, if we really want to stretch it here, we can say the, uh, the killer clowns from outer space. Or the puppet masters. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The puppet master. Sure. I mean, uh, gremlins was obviously more family friendly than the rest of those films. But, uh, uh, I mean, once those little things start popping out of Mogwai and, uh, out of the Mogwai out of gizmo, um, and then turn into these little fucking rat bastards, um, <laughs> stripe with his mohawk uh Fucking just stripe. chaos and that lady on the the, the chair the, oh, the stair yeah. chair yeah yeah i mean these are things that uh will always be burned into my my memory as a kid of just being like christmas is not always just a fun happy time it can also be a time filled with horrors uh but gremlins is something else um <laughs> The Gremlins 2. I mean, both of the movie posters are pretty hilarious. Stripe is on the cover, and he looks like he's holding a cigar. He's not. And then in part two, 
You have the, the guy with the glasses, the gremlins. Yeah. Um, and I it's, love, I love gremlins too. That's, that's a, that's a triumph. That's a dead, gremlins dead, too is dead something Kennedy else. song. That's a dead Kennedy song made into a movie. It's that's so good. a great, great description of it. Yep. And, <laughs> and that's why, is, yeah, Nick Let's Go needs to make gremlins three. Yep. <laughs> And the fact that the fact that it's a dead candy song is totally apt, and the fact that basically uh, our country became that movie uh, makes even more sense now. <laughs> Those oh, two boy. fat twins that were the scientists. Oh yeah, with Christopher Lee. Yeah. Yeah, they showed up a couple times in uh, like commercials, like for Burger King or something. Sure, they showed up with Terminator Two. Um, there they did. They did. Now the the line in that movie that since I was a kid has got me. Was when the fucking gremlin, the smart gremlin, shoots the guy and then says, "Now was that civilized? Hardly." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, gremlins one man, you can't beat it. It's a great Christmas movie. And uh, hey, Mark, uh, that song that I love, that Christmas baby, please come home. You know who's a great, great cover of that? Who's that? You two. Oh yeah, yeah. there you go, there you go. Season four, ladies and gentlemen. Um. All right, so uh, we're going to be talking about Edward Scissorhands since we got yeah, Grimms out of the it. way, or okay. let's do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, Ed- Edward Scissorhands, and then I'm going to follow it up with Edward Penis Hands. But keep going. <laughs> I mean, that's truly the uh, that's the road right there. First, you got to make just the template, and then you got to make the masterpiece. Um, I do remember that the uh, of course we love Jay Sherman, the critic, uh, had a a bit about Edward Plunger Hands. And all he can do is plunge toilets, and he's just sighing. In it, just, just absolutely. Uh. I mean, that's the thing about this movie. It's that it is almost a punchline. Um, you can't take this movie seriously because it's about a guy with scissor hands. Um, Vincent Price is on fire in the in the couple scenes that he's in. I think he's oh, maybe in it'll two. Hurt, it'll break your heart. Yeah. It's yeah. So good. Um, Johnny Depp, um, if uh, we can still talk about him without being that uh, we need to feel any sort of guilt or any sort of uh, cancellation. Um, That old Hollywood vampire doing his best Robert Smith in this one. Um, And uh, what happened to that guy? God, he made so many good movies. I mean, if I if I wanted, I I could probably throw Ed Ed Wood in the list tonight if I wanted to. I bet there's a Christmas scene in there. Anyhow, God damn it, Johnny Depp. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this whole thing with Amber Heard was obviously not great uh, for either either side. But yeah, I mean, he didn't. Oh, but John, no, John Depp. He's, he's obviously he's terrible. Oh, he's a terrible oh, human being. Yeah, and uh, drugs I, I are just, a terrible thing that can obviously spiral your personality. Or maybe he was always like this. I don't. I have no idea. Um, but uh, that aside, I'll still enjoy watching his films. Um you know, in, in that era, you know, going forward, obviously he's going to have a, a long road. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Um, but Edward Scissorhands, it seems like a really personal film for both Tim Burton. That's obviously been written about, been said about. Um, but Diane Weist is fantastic. The whole oh, interplay with uh, one on writer is fantastic. Um, and just how an outsider is trying to fit his way into a community without really changing his identity, even though that there is times where he does. Um, and you've got a little bit of Frankenstein's monster in here. Um, and it's, it makes for a very just strange suburban um, Christmas movie. Uh, and it's, a, it's a pretty in-depth 
philosophical movie, but uh, it always just resonated with me. I remember watching that in the theaters with my family. Um, that was kind of at the height of Tim Burton's powers, and he was almost must-see TV at that point, kind of like how Christopher Nolan is now, where it was an event every time Tim Burton released a film. And, yes, uh, yes. Uh, this is one of them and uh, it having a, a pretty strong backdrop for being a personal film and then also having some really strong Christmas themes. It's uh it's an all timer. I, I mean, of course, some all Sarans are it's all, it's wonderful life, but uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think more in modern terms and it's a wonderful life is fantastic. If you really are going for heart wrenching stuff and this kind of is the opposite of that. It's, an outsider trying to fit in rather than an insider trying to fit that uh, he's still, uh, you know, having a, a strong contribution to his community. It's just an interesting interplay, but I love that Edward Scissorhands. Good movie. Yeah. I, I, it's funny. I, um, I kind of forced my family to watch it a few months ago and Heather's like, isn't that a Christmas movie? And I was like, no, like I, all I remember is it. Cause it, I love the way it does like the pastel, like fifties suburbs pastiche. And it does do that a right. lot in the beginning. And that's what I always remember is like the backyard barbecues as he's doing like the hedges and, and all that. In the hair, um, yeah. But no, like all, all, the, all the emotional... The neighbor, all the neighbor's wives trying to hit on yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Especially the one that has the beauty parlor and all that. Um, but yeah, I know you're, you're right though, Mark. Like the, the climax of the movie is the Christmas party. And, um, and then that's like whenever the snow falls on their neighborhood... Another writer, as she gets older, knows that's him, like, you know, just sending her a, a little message, a little, you know, smile through the, the sky. It, it, it is truly a Christmas movie. And I realized that the last time I watched it, and I never put two and two together before, that it, it is wonderful. Yeah, it really is. All right. Well, All right. that brings us to n- number one for you, Steve. Yes. Uh, so all this talk tonight about movies that aren't quite Christmas movies. That's been fun, but let's, let's talk about the greatest Christmas movie I could think of that. I watch multiple times a year, maybe, but when it, when the holidays roll around, I cannot quit watching it. It is funny. It is directed. Well, it's got a decent script. It's got some laugh out loud lines. It is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Wow. Yeah, I knew you were going to talk about that one. Yeah. <clears throat> the movie's it's fucking great. I didn't know which uh, Christmas Carol you were going to pick cuz I know you're a, you're you're Ed, you are the super fan of that story I, in general I, and I'm, I'm so know, happy. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, no, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the Mickey one, I'm a fan of the George C. Scott one. Uh, I'm a fan of the Patrick Stewart one, obviously. I I even I even tolerate the Jim Carrey one. But Oh, the Muppet Christmas Carol, man. The movie's great. And uh, it's just got this, the storyline. It's a good telling of the Scrooge tale, um, even with some alterations. You know, Jacob Marley becomes Marley and Marley, uh, which is perfect to have Marley, the two old Statler, Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But to that, Eric, the songs on it are great. I yeah. think these the songs in that movie are some of Disney's best songs. Uh, you've got the, uh, the, the Marley and Marley song. That's good. You've got the there is Mr. Humbug. There is Mr. Grim. If there was a prize for being mean, it would be given to him. The song about Scrooge that opens up the the movie. Oh yeah, it's oh, just yeah. wonderful. Um, 
yeah, the one more sleep before Christmas. There's magic in the air this evening. Magic in the air. That whole song, you know? I just, yeah. I love that movie so much. I've watched it so many times. I've shared it with my kids, and it's it's an easy one, but it's it's my number one Christmas movie. It's got Gonzo in it. Gonzo is a wonderful, wonderful guy. Uh, Gonzo and Rizzo, like when they're Gonzo, together yeah. telling a story, uh, chef's kiss. And it's it's the first it's the, the Jim Henson, the idea of it came about when Jim Henson was alive, but then he died. I think it he died first, during the the process of that movie. Yeah, I believe it's the first one his son made, and his son knocked it out of the park. Uh, Brian Henson, and um, I just I I love it, I adore it, and it goes by like that. It's a breeze, and it has a lot of just depth to it at the same time. And Michael Caine, I mean, I think that. They say that if you're an actor, uh, you know, everybody's like, you know, if you're a real actor, like, how's your, your King Lear? You know, are you fucking going to pull this off? In my book, how's your Scrooge? And of all the guys that have played Scrooge, Michael Caine is my Scrooge. I yeah, think he he's great. It. And he's kind of a dick. Like that guy, like Michael Caine kind of, unless he's playing like Alfred, he kind of comes off like a dick all the time. And I think that, it's kind of perfect because he goes through that transformation that we love about Scrooge in that movie. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Uh, I love the, you know, the ghost, the ghost of Christmas present. Uh, I feel like that's my spirit animal. And I just, uh, I, I love that movie. So the ghost of Christmas future is fucking terrifying. The, the, the fucking death. Well, yeah. even the ghost of Christmas past is terrifying. Gelflings are terrifying looking things. <laughs> Uh, and I love that when when Kermit and Miss Piggy have babies, the boys are all frogs and the girls are all pigs. It's 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 just a very interesting genetic, uh, fucking uh, uh, bean sprout experiment. It's, it's awesome. It's great, great film. Mark, are you are you going to dissent or are you going to agree? No, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol is great. It's been years since I've watched it. Um, oh, you fucking you cocksucker. You were like the Disney Plus goddamn paragon, uh, you know, marching down the streets with a Disney Plus flag. That's right. It's on there. Watch it. Oh, yeah. No, I, after that scolding, it, you know, it, it's interesting that, um, you know, my kids are just lukewarm on the Muppets right now. I don't know what it is. So anytime that I try to put in the- <laughs> know what it is, it's bad parenting. What else? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true. I'm already showing them no. Clockwork Orange. I guess my kids are Johnson obsessed with Muppets. The Muppets. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. No. Um, but yes, uh, it it is a great movie. I I saw it at the uh, Sunrise Mall in Citrus Heights, California, uh, when it came out at the uh, the movie the mall theater. Um. It, it's a fine film. I mean, I, I do enjoy Muppets movies more, any more than the next guy. Um, yes, I honestly agree with everything that you guys just said. I have nothing to add to the conversation other than Michael Caine is uh, on fire in this movie. And of course, um, the Muppet story is, uh, you know doing a replay of the Mickey's Christmas Carol or uh, Charles Dickinson's Christmas Carol. But I, you know, look what I just did. I always then take it back to Mickey's Christmas Carol and I always then compare it to the two. Um, But it's great. I mean, no complaints here. Solid Christmas movie right down the middle. 
It is the British way. Whisper, whisper, whisper. It is exactly. the... Oh, I got it backwards. Jesus Christ. He says it's the American way, then he the, says... The Sam way. Eagles, the, the, the... And then the, they whisper in his ear. Yeah. 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 It, it's perfect. Yeah. It's so oh. good. So yeah, good. You know, other, other, other movies I, I would have brought up if you guys didn't. I'm a Love Actually fan. I apologize. That's a good one. It's a, it's a terrible movie, but it just... It's fine. Yeah, I just I have no, I, no complaints on that. I one. enjoy the smalts of that one. Sure, that um, one's that one's highly watchable. There's a lot going on. You don't have to pay attention to any storyline too long in that movie. Yeah, uh, Bad Santa. I think Bad Santa. Oh yeah, Dame Court. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you got you got you got uh, both uh, Bernie Mac and John Ritter's last performances, uh, which makes it a little special. And then you've got a Cohen brother writing a filthy fucking script. And uh, yeah, it's fun. It's good. Yeah, we're we're, we're Bernie Mac. We're uh, he's a friend of the show. Yeah, actually, absolutely. John John is too. I mean, who am I kidding? Yeah. Uh, for some reason, have you guys ever seen uh, Christmas with the Cranks? No, no. We did bring that up earlier yeah. in this conversation. Yeah. I don't know if that hit the uh, cutting room floor, but uh, no. Uh, with Jamie Lee Curtis it was That's based right. on a John Grisham. Like story, I think. Never My seen it. My father loves loves that movie. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Never and, seen uh, it. What about uh, Jingle All the Way, guys? Come on. Never saw it. Oh Aww. yeah, yeah. It's 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 fun. I mean, you got Phil as Hartman. A, it's a son of the or is a kid of the '90s or the early the late '80s to the early '90s mark. You know, you Zach, watch we were in high school when that movie came. I out. know that, but you were an Arnold <laughs> fan when you were a kid. Come on. Yeah, I, hear I, I always had I always had a little bit of endearment towards that 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 movie. You got you got you got you know Phil Hartman as the perfect neighbor that gets his kids all the toys, and then Arnold realizes he didn't get those toys for his kids, and so he's got to go out, but he can't find the toy. And Sinbad is the cop, but they keep he keeps crashing into his car. Uh, always crashing in the same same car. car. Always crashing into Sinbad's car. And uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, that's actually the really secret life. His comedic the chops. secret life of Arabia is written about that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Because the tying it back. Oh, you oh yeah, we, right. heard so, uh, we heard you. We heard you. Anyhow, uh, Eric, we got anything else we got to talk about before I leave this place? Jesus oh. Christ! Can you turn the heat on. My yeah. God. No, I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to turn the heat on um, anymore. That goes into our food budget. But, uh, oh, wait, do you hear those jingle bells, guys? I have a special guest showing up. Oh, ho, ho, Merry goddamn Christmas. Oh. Santa, you smell like mothballs and like. Oh, I'm sorry, Mockland, Branson. I'm sorry, don't smell to your liking. I'm sure that won't stop you from asking me to put fun stuff under the tree for your children. What are you doing here, Santa? I was done. I made the Christmas party rounds. The long rounds done. I was getting back to my sleigh and heading back to the North Pole when I got a look at a reminder. I forgot to pod like a whole Christmas party. Oh, whoops! I forgot to. Yeah. It, it really, this guy smells like <laughs> Johnny Walker. Don't judge me. You haven't seen what I've seen. Goddamn, Mark's really out for my ass tonight. All right, well, I'm gonna scoot over. Uh, Santa's uh, immune to COVID. I'm coming in your bubble and you sit right. Right here on my lap. Ouch! What? 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 What is in that lap? No, I mean, we already established the flask, and, and if I'm being completely honest, uh, 
where a night full of people sitting on my laps has left me with a, with a, a little case of perma wood. And this at this age, at my age, uh, you take what you can get. <laughs> oh. So, what do you want for Christmas, Mark? Uh, you know what? No, stop. Stop you right there. I'll tell you a story, see. Eric, Mark, Steve, listen up. I am Nicholas, the patron saint of giving. Ever since I was given the gift of immortality by pagan wood spirits, I have watched a race of men evolve. And it is it's never enough, is it? Year after year, you ask for more. Your fathers, a new leaf blower, your wives, a dress. Your fat children want video games and sugar plums. Every year for millennia, I think maybe they will have had enough and their wish would be to give to others, to the less fortunate. Maybe you'd ask me to give your planet another ozone layer, or to cure poverty. I have unimaginable, unending powers. And you want a fidget spinner. I thought maybe this year, if it's not enough for you, well maybe I've had enough. I could use that unending power to give you the gift of rebirth. That's right. I could rain fire on your failed civilization and raise you from Earth. Leave nothing but primordial ooze. A new life that I could shape in my own image. <laughs> but no. What is the fun in hunting a sick beast? None. If you're going to take a target down, it's more delicious the higher up they are. The human race is at the rock fucking bottom. You've had a long, hard year, and I, I just don't have the heart. It would lack the magic, the sport. I give you the gift of pity, and I bestow upon your human race mere mercy for one more year. Breathe deep. The human race will get at least 365 more spins around this sun. You're welcome. Oh, Merry Christmas. I'm out of here. Sorry, guys. I thought he there was he goes. Legit. I thought he was legit. I mean, seriously, if you can't trust a Craigslist ad to buy a bargain basement Santa, what can you trust? Uh, it certainly caps off this warm and cozy holiday party with Pod Like a Hole. And I think after all that, that lists, I think we've narrowed it down to what film we're going to watch tonight. We're going to get cozy in our bubbles, pour another drink, pop some popcorn, eat some gingerbread men, and watch El Topo. All right, I love you guys. Happy holidays, and happy holidays to you too, listeners. I have a long night ahead of me. <laughs> All right. Good night, well, guys.